Greetings, this is Carl, and you are listening to the podcast for real financial advisors all over the world. This is a field report, if you will. I am on a trip to India here as a guest of some really incredible people doing some amazing work in the financial services industry, if you will, speaking broadly. And this trip has reminded me of what I've learned, I don't know if it's a hundred times, but maybe it's more than a hundred times over the last couple of years. And I'm reminded of it in New Zealand, and I'm reminded of it in Australia, and I've been reminded all over Europe and South Africa. And that is that real financial advisors are struggling with the same things all over the world, and also enjoying the same huge, massive opportunity with the changes that are going on in our industry. And I I think of it this way. 20 years ago when I started in the industry, my value, the value of a financial advisor was seen as access to information and transactions. And that may be hard for some of you that weren't around then (laughs) to believe, but those of you who were will, will understand what I'm saying. I mean, people, this is hard to believe, but there was a time when you had to call a quote-unquote broker to get a quote on a stock, right? There was no other way to get that information. There was no, there was no Google, right? There was no, and and then I can remember when 15-minute delayed quotes started happening, right? You could get quotes online that were delayed 15 minutes. So early on, and for, for a long time, our industry was about access to information and also transactions. You wanted to buy a stock, you wanted to buy a mutual fund, you called a financial advisor, right? And and we all know that went away. And then it became the next sort of big phase I saw, and I, I, I'm probably oversimplifying this, and you, you could break this out other ways. I just think of it as two or three really big phases. The next big phase I saw was asset allocation. That was the value of an advisor was really, we got smart and we started helping clients build portfolios. That was our value. The problem, of course, was we were doing it with, you know, 12 or 17 question risk tolerance questionnaires, and that was it. Like, you filled out a risk tolerance questionnaire and out popped a portfolio. And now there are still people doing that today. And that value is gone, right? If it's not completely gone yet, it's going away because anything that can be done by an algorithm, right? You can answer 17 questions online now and get fantastic asset allocation based on your answers to those questions and then you can go buy the like it the value there is gone and it was valuable at one time and it, now it's sort of table stakes it's just a given that you're going to provide that and to me where i feel like it has gone now is well no i feel like there was a next phase where and i think this is still hugely valuable and i don't see it changing And this next phase to me was sort of behavioral coaching. This recognition that, yeah, you could build a fantastic asset allocation, but one big behavioral change, a decade really, will will sort of blow those returns up. And so behavioral modification or behavioral coaching became a hugely valuable part of what a financial advisor does did and does, I think it's still hugely valuable. And I don't know that I see that changing, right? But where I think we're really starting to go now is I think of it as helping people answer the big questions of why, right? Helping people align their use of capital 
with what they say is important to them, right? Really helping people understand how their values and their money are aligned, right? So this is beyond goals. It's, it, of course, goals are an important part of it. It's, 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 it's really about values. Like, how do I express what's most important to me in my life through how I use my money and to some degree my time? Like, how we're investing capital, including human capital, in a way that is aligned with what we say is important to us. That, to me, encompasses everything we've talked about. Like, of course, it's going to involve behavioral coaching. Of course, it's going to involve asset allocation that's appropriate. Of course, it's going to involve even security selection, right? Finding the right products to populate that plan. But that's, right, that's the last step. The most important thing is helping people get clear about, about how they align their use of capital with what they say is important to them. Like that's the phase I feel like we're at. And, and all over the world... I'm seeing this happen. I'm really quite excited about it. I mean, all over the world, I'm seeing either the market push us as an industry there or regulators pushing us as an industry there, right? We've got, we're, we're all over the world. It's becoming a regulatory requirement that, and as it should be, that fees and any sort of cost associated with our advice is transparent and disclosed. And of course it should be that way. But because that's happening, it's forcing the entire industry to have a dialogue about what is it that they do that provides value to people's lives. And by they, I mean, what is it that we do? Now, real financial advisors all over the world already know this. They already know that what we do that's valuable is often not what the client is coming to us thinking they want, right? I, I don't know of any client that has shown up and said, could you please help me with behavioral coaching, right? Or could you help me clarify my values and goals, right? Nobody shows up with that. They show up asking for the stuff that's really not all that valuable. It's their acute problem. I don't know how to invest this money. And of course, what we have to do is what I like to think of as a virtuous trick, <laughs> we, we've, we've got to hear that request they have, you know, how do I invest my money? You know, sort of hot stock tip, what have you got for me, kid? And we've got to say, I, hey, I understand completely where you're headed and we're going to get there. But don't you think before I write you a prescription, it would be a good idea? And this isn't exactly how I would say it, of course, but don't you think before I write you a prescription, it would be a good idea to thoroughly diagnose, right? And so a virtuous trick is different than sort of bait and switch. A virtuous trick is helping somebody understand what they think they want may or may not be what they need, but certainly we need to get there in a direct, at the very least, we need to get there in a different direction. It may be exact, right? What they think they want may be exactly what we end up suggesting, but we don't know until we take the time to take them through what they actually really need, which is a conversation that gets to the deeper why that helps them understanding, understand why they're doing these things, right? And I think 
so many benefits there, um, but primary among them is getting clear about why we're doing things helps drive all of the rest of the decisions we have to make. It helps drive behavior. I, I have found over the last 20 years trying to figure out how to solve the behavior gap, one of the best ways, maybe the only way I'm finding that you can do it successfully is to connect our behavior around money with a, a really deep connection to why we're doing what we're doing with our money. If we understand the why, as Stephen, you know, to sort of paraphrase Stephen Covey, right? If, if we understand the why, it becomes the deeper yes that allows us to say no right, to poor behavior. You know, it, it could allow us to say no to spending because we have a deeper yes. We're no longer saying no to, to sort of not spending money here because we're actually saying yes to saving money over here for this big goal we have. So anyway, field report today from India. It's amazing. Real financial advisors all over the world take heart. We're all working through this a massive opportunity together. And by massive opportunity, I really mean like massive opportunity to make a difference in people's lives because it's getting clear. The work that real financial advisors do is different than the work that the tr traditional financial services industry has done and there is a massive opportunity. So with that, that wraps up another episode of the podcast for real financial advisors all over the world coming to you from India.